Mate, can you hear the crickets in the background? Yes, of course I can. Yeah, what's going on? All night. All night. I'll take the barn owl any day of the week. Bring back the barn owl. Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... You know, in perspective, that 13-year-old saying I want to be on Radio 1 compared to this guy in his 30s now saying he wants to walk again, they're equally big aims, to be honest with you. Running with Jake, the podcast, Because every runner needs the occasional plod. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Welcome to another episode of Running With Jake, the podcast. This is indeed the home, your home, your weekly dose of running motivation. We want to get you fired up, ready to rock, get you fired up to lace up, get out there, banks on Mars, whatever your goals are. That's what we're here to do. Lift your spirits. And I'm, I'm, you know, I often say I'm in a great mood. And that's true. I am in a great mood most weeks. This is one of the best parts of the week for me when we get to record this, uh, this show for you. And the reason I'm so happy today even more happy than normal, is I'm alive. I'm in one piece. We have a show. I'm able to record this. I was concerned. I was concerned for my safety. Pete, I will not deny, I thought there may not be a show this week. You're basing that, I guess, on the fact that you're um, you're away. You're in Italy. And, of course, at the weekend, um, England versus Italy... Italy won. Uh, you're in Italy. You're watching it. Uh, the match with Italian people. I understand you're not a big football fan. I get that. But, you know, is that is, is that a dangerous situation? I don't even know. I don't Put know. Put it this way. I was sweating. Man, I was sweating like a PIG. And, and that was not because of the temperature over here. I was very nervous on Sunday evening. And what makes it hard, actually, is the fact, look, you and I were not massive football fans, as you say. That's, that's absolutely bang on. But look... I don't the, get it. I don't, I don't understand I it. I don't understand it. It's the Euros. What, what, Bob, believe me, when you understand a game not that well... Throw in some Italian commentary and, man, it's like I have no idea what's going on at all. I'm just, like, trying to look at the ball and see which end of the pitch the ball is moving towards. And then I look at the expression on the Italians that I'm surrounded by. Are they happy or are they sad? And that's kind of how I gauge how the game's going. But they were obviously elated. I was, you know, happy for them. Very sad for England. But, man, I just, I just felt relief. I'm like, oh. Well, at least it's going to be a safe, happy trip for me now, which is a positive, right? No, I get that, but I, I was, uh, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm not a football fan, and, and my wife said, oh, I'm going to watch it because of, uh, you know, historical things, and I said, okay, <laughs> I'll do that as well then. So, uh, but after two minutes, when there was that first goal, <laughs> I thought to myself, oh no, poor Jake. <laughs> Was, that, that, that's, that's how I know I'm not a football fan. It's because I'm going, oh, no, poor Jake. What's happened? <laughs> I just sat there. I sat there in utter silence. They sat there in utter silence. I'm obviously surrounded by Martita's family. Uh, just, yeah, it was a... Put it this way. It was an evening I'm definitely, definitely not going to forget. And then, of course, not only were the crickets keeping me awake all night, but they, they like their, their car horns over here in Italy, or the klaxons, the klaxon, as they refer to it. They they, they particularly like it if their country uh, go ahead and win the Euros. They do like mm. it all through the night. It's their favourite <laughs> Their favorite possession is the klaxon all night, I'm telling you. So I'm, I'm a little bit foggy today. I'm a little bit foggy. But fortunately, fortunately, we do have an amazing guest. I caught up with Rick from the Running Channel before I came over to Italy. We had a great chat. Rick is full of positivity, even though he is sidelined. He's no longer running at the moment. He's on the comeback trail. He's had an operation on his knee. And if you need lifting, Rick is the man to do it. We're going to catch up with him on the show today. For the show notes and video content, go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. 
Hi there. This is Frank Flake from the Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast. I was a guest of Jake's on episode 73. If you haven't heard it, feel free to go back and have a listen. We get into everything from running challenges to mindset. By the way, if you've always wanted to earn in a month what you currently earn in a year, you may want to take a listen to my show. There's a link in the show notes of this episode, or you could just search for Sophisticated Property Investing on your podcast app. Running with Jake, the podcast. Rick, welcome to the show. Good to chat to you, my friend. I can't believe Mon. Thanks for having me. He's a, I don't know, are you... <laughs> I, I'm starstruck because you're like the running channel guy, presenter, all-around nice guy, and you, you you can't be starstruck. You can't feel, like, shocked that you're on the... We're only the podcast, mate. We're not that professional here. We're not like you lot. No, no one's ever called me an all-around nice guy before, <laughs> so I think that's probably what it is. <laughs> we like to compliment our guests. We like to get off to a good start, Rick. I, I don't want you to judge us, by the way, because I know that it does appear that we're working our way through the Running Channel team in terms of guests. We, we That's not intentional. We've obviously had the lovely Anna on, who I know you have a great relationship with, which I want to ask you about. And we have, we've we spoken to Kate as well. It only seemed fair. We have, a, we have a good chat with you, my friend. So thanks for coming on. Well, I made sure I had a good listen to both of them before I came on, just to check I wasn't missing anything, especially Anna's. Do your homework. <laughs> You've got to do your homework, haven't you? Listen, first of all, obviously <laughs> yeah. I see a, a lot of the work that you guys do, all these awesome videos you're putting out on YouTube. How's the, the obviously, the situation with the pandemic, has that affected filming? Has that been difficult for you guys? Or is it, have you managed to kind of work around it and stuff? When the pandemic started, it completely changed how we filmed, like it changed for most people. But beforehand, it was also, it was also the content that we were making that changed a lot as well. So beforehand, we'd go out and we'd shoot maybe all day, one day a week, making how-to videos or doing some challenges. But after that, everything became more self-shot so we went out and we we shoot ourselves we do a lot more editing ourselves um we had to learn skills that i didn't want to learn uh so (laughs) (laughs) um and and that that is actually gonna gonna stay now jake that after after it's all over i think we will take about 50 percent of that and keep doing it now because a lot of it's easier if you just want to if it's a how-to video you know getting out and shooting ourselves um it can actually be a lot quicker to turn it around that way compared to getting three people in the same place at one time. But it's still a relatively young channel, isn't it? I mean, what what is it? A couple of years now, Rick, from, from what Anna tells me, and and you know, things evolve, don't they? And sometimes yeah. things force change, I guess. Like with the pandemic, it, it forces you to kind of take stock of things in different ways, doesn't it? Be that work or training, let's say, and you've got yeah. to do things slightly differently. And obviously, good can come from that, which clearly it sounds like it has moving forward with the show. I remember the first day we met up. It was it was probably October. Two and a half years ago, it was the first time I ever met Anna, and we kind of started met to do like, a photo shoot, and, and I didn't know which one Anna was, but you know, we spent the day together, and uh, I look back now at that day and just think, my gosh, <laughs> we've aged. <laughs> <laughs> which one's Anna? She's the one in the red t-shirt. It's not that hard, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's not that yeah. hard. I mean, clearly, yeah. you guys, you say that the, the, the channel has evolved a little bit, and you, it's slightly different how you do things now. Obviously, the how-to stuff you can do yourself and self-edit and whatnot you've started is the impression i get to kind of open up a little bit more and share a little bit more of yourselves rather than just the kind of how-to stuff and the running tips and tricks obviously that is still very very much at the core but sharing your journey with the injury with the rehab you know all that kind of real heart on the sleeve stuff i know anna's obviously experienced injury of late and Mm. on the comeback trail which is great and i think people really buy into that stuff don't they it, it strikes me that as a viewer somebody that watches your stuff 
as part of the audience, you guys get on really, really well. Is, is that the case? Do you, do, you, do you have a good relationship? We work together so closely. <laughs> it is competitive, though. We have got a good relationship. But I think when you see the competition, that it is genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Anna generally does want to beat me, and I really do want to beat her. And over the challenge videos, um, not, none of that's put on. I mean, when we lose, it, it's heartbreaking, because <laughs> I, I find the, the competition, the challenge is the most fun of everything we do. And uh, because Anna and I are roughly the same level, um, it, it was always just kind of one-upmanship, and that was kind of part of the fun of doing it. But my God, I don't want to lose to her. <laughs> you, you do realise when this episode actually goes out, we're recording Friday afternoon, and when this episode goes out, which is every Wednesday, Anna's going to hear it and then she's going to message me and say, oh, can we re-record my episode? I didn't realise Rick was going to talk so much about me. I need to kind of get my own back a little bit, give give my version. Well, you know what? I mean, it, it, she she's so good at going deep and she said on, on your pod, didn't she, a couple of weeks ago, she's, she said, you know, she wears her heart on her sleeve, she puts everything out there. I suppose my take is it's slightly more shallow and surface level, but <laughs> it's um, it, it's a nice mix having having the two of us. And I think some of the stuff that that she's done with her, you know, her Boston qualifiers and some of her uh, training schedules that she's done has kind of probably helped me when I've been making these recovery videos. The recovery videos have been, to be honest, it the hardest stuff that. I've done by a long way because half the time you are actually knackered in pain and doing a lot of rehab and then you've got to film it as well and sometimes you just don't feel like filming it I guess mm. that must be quite tricky was it was it easy for you when was it was the idea presented to you about look do you want to do you want to document your journey here or was it your idea and how were you on board with it how easy is it for you to do it was my idea to, to do it but I thought it'd just be a one-off. I thought we'd just do one. It'd be, yeah. and I'd go in for this operation. I was probably a little bit naive. Thought I'll go into the operation. It'd be, I'll come out the other side, and a few, hopefully, in a few weeks' time, I'll be back on my feet, and things will be all right. And it'll just be a one video. Turns out, uh, it didn't work out that way, and it's going to be a much longer process. And uh, actually, now I'd say. <laughs> We're looking at episode four, I think, on the recovery series now. It's actually helped me kind of figure out roughly where I am in my recovery as well. Do you mean in your own head? Do you, do you mean in, in, your, in your own kind of mind here? Uh, yeah, to, to an extent. But, I, I mean, to, this is the injury that I've had. I've never really had anything as severe as this. And I don't want to sound like a, you know, a victim, but I, I definitely have, uh, have found places I didn't expect it to go. With, with this injury, I mean, I thought it was just a case of, you know, like I say, having the surgery, working on it, getting back. But it's turned into me trying to figure out actually if I can walk properly again, rather than 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 run at all. And that's become my aim. You know, it still certainly is my aim now. Uh, being able to, you know, I'd love to go for a walk for for half an hour or forty minutes. I'd love to take my daughter to, to nursery and, and pick her up and be able to do that and that's not something I've been able to do for you know for six months and I can just about get to the tube station uh, <laughs> and then I can walk the other side to the physios which I know is 100 metres on the other side so I know I can work out I can I can do those 400 metres there and back but that, that's that, that's about where I'm at so when it comes to you know we're, we're running again 
I'm, I'd, lo- I'd love to be able to run. I'd love to be able to go back to competing and racing, you know, like I was before. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not actually at that stage yet, mate, of, of kind of saying, oh, when's that first race coming? I'm more thinking, oh, wouldn't it be nice to go for a half-hour walk? Is this something that just came out of the blue or was it something that you, you know, was it a niggle that kind of built up over weeks, months, maybe years? Or did it just, how did, how did it work? Well, I, I had a chondroplasty. Um, I did, I, I was running in the park in, in February and I just felt a pop in my knee. And it turned out that I got down to a stage where the bones in my knee had no cartilage in between them. So they needed to do a chondroplasty, uh, medial meniscal repair, quite a lot of work really in there but the the chondroplasty is the major thing that's basically where they use this incredible technique where they drill miniature little holes in your bone in my case the femur condyle they drill all these little holes and they make the bone kind of bleed and create new cartilage so your your body grows its own cartilage again which it wouldn't normally do it takes about nine months for that cartilage to regrow from all these tiny little holes that they've drilled into you from the specialist equipment in the surgery and then they hope that within nine minutes within nine months or so it will come back which is why for the first few weeks you can't put any weight whatsoever on 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 your knee and you need to give that space to grow but Getting back to your original question about how I did it, um, when I was a teenager, uh, I used to play rugby quite competitively to a high level, and I had a hyperextension of my leg, which meant that 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 my left knee was was weak, and I have never done strength training, and we can get onto this, mate, and talk more and more about it because it's one of the biggest things that I've learned um, over the the last six months. But I've never done strength training, so I've never worked on that knee properly, and then. When lockdown happened last year, everyone went from doing what they normally done. In my case, that was running trails, going out, uh, you know, weekends. That's what the type of runner that I've always been and enjoyed doing. Uh, from running from to running from our front doors, you know, pounding hardcore London concrete, and that was the trigger for me. And I felt it in the in the weeks beginning up, and then I had the pop in the park and. And here we are today. So, just before we, I, I, I want to go forward and then and then come back if I can, Rick. You know, talking about the strength training and and how how, how you manage the whole thing because I'm really interested to know how that worked for you because I think lots of people listen to this and lots of people that that watch your videos and your injury diaries that you put out there they experience things that are you know frustrating when it's taken away from them, whether it's the degree you have or not. And you mentioned about. A victim. Oh, I don't want to be a victim here, but actually, a problem to you is a problem to you, isn't it? And I, I always say that if it's something that's affecting your life and stopping you doing something you want to do, then it's a, it's a problem, and it's something mm. that we need to kind of try to address and uh, and overcome. Where are you now, moving forward with it? You know, looking positive to the future here. I mean, you you've obviously realigned your goals a little bit, and now it's about being pain free. I understand. How, how does the future look at the moment, yeah. from what you can tell? About four weeks ago, I got myself off crutches for the first time in four months. Uh, got myself off crutches and then started to do a little bit of walking. And then I basically did too much. And then two weeks later, I was back on crutches for another <laughs> another week and a bit. And then last week, I got myself off crutches again. <laughs> and now, this week, through the help of the Running Channel's amazing physio, Manny, um, I, I've, I've been doing a lot of strength work and... I've I'm back up to about, including walking around the house, about four thousand steps a day. But you know, a lot of that is inside. But 
I've improved about 10, 10, 15% in the last week, which is a, all baby steps, Jake, isn't it? Yeah, I love the phrase baby steps. It is about that. And I suppose you have to kind of, you know, through support from consultants and specialists, you mentioned Manny there, who's obviously great for, on, on, on the channel. You've got to, I guess, self-discover a little bit, haven't you? Because you kind of, I imagine, mm. don't you want somebody to say, right, Rick, you can do this, and then next Thursday you can do this, and then at th- by this point in the future you will be able to walk this and run this. and it, it, it doesn't work like that, does it? You have to kind of test a bit, I guess, safely. Right. Like you say, you've gone, oh, a bit too much, oh. and now I'm back on crutches again, and a bit too much. You, you've got to sort of learn. Tell me about the strength training. Oh, mate, I've been all over the place with it. All, all, all over the place with it. I mean, I, I, I can't believe I've never done strength training. I literally can't believe it. You know, I, as someone who's run since I was 10, <laughs> you know, I can't believe I've never done it. Um, I, I, it's my biggest bit of advice now to people who want to improve, want to get better. Really think about, you know, what the muscles that surround your knees are doing. Because uh, you can change your performance by a lot in a short space of time. I mean, I'm all about working on quads at the moment. I don't think I've ever gone to the gym and thought about my quads in my life. And now, now, now I work on the individual miniature muscles in my quad. I've just literally come back from a physio now, just working on four different quad muscles. I'm sure there's only one quad muscle, but I found four of them. <laughs> I love the videos of you sat there on the floor doing some strange movement pattern with your back against the wall, lifting your leg out to the side. It's Physio can be quite fussy, can't it? When you're on that rehab path back, it's, you know, form and technique is so important, isn't it? It's not just about kind of throwing... Oh, it's brutal. Throwing it's brutal. the weights about. It's absolutely brutal. Are you pretty good, Rick? Are you committed? I mean, is it committed to the physio? I am because it's the only way I can get myself back to some form of life normality. You know, like I was saying before, it's it's not just it's not running normality, it's life normality that I'm I'm craving. Uh I'm craving not to carry a crutch around with me just in case. Uh, I, I, if, you, if you see me around, around North London, I'm just carrying a crutch around. I'm not using it most of the time. <laughs> you just think, is he going somewhere? What's he doing with that? <laughs> um yeah, I'm, I'm craving, yeah, I'm craving the basics again, just to be able to, I mean, there's, there's, there's like little things like next week going on, uh, in a couple of weeks time going on holiday uh, for a few days. I'm going to have to take a bike with me to get <laughs> to get around. But, you know, I'm pretty confident that I will be able to get there eventually. It's just a very, a very long process. So I'm probably not going to make the first park run. What was the goal before this happened, Rick? Did you have something in your mind other than to beat Anna, obviously? What, what did you have an event in mind or a race? What, what was your goal? My goal is always to, to improve on my 5K and 10K time every year for the next 10 years. And I started that two years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just eight years to go, my friend. It's such a stupid aim, but I thought it was quite ridiculous, so I thought I'd go with it. But uh, we might have to pu- we might have to pause that for a year. Is there a positive? I guess there's upsides and downsides to this, and I want to I want to hear what you think to this. But you being a presenter on the Ringing Channel and you not able to run at the moment, I imagine there's pros and cons to that. No, not being able to run. Uh, I, I I I don't I don't think there aren't that many pros to it i think i think i think it's nice having a break from running isn't it like for you know for a few weeks or whatever but i think when you get to six months you kind of forget what it's like so i mean i have got into cycling enormously in the last few weeks um i was cycling before i was off crutches which is pretty mad (laughs) 
really. So I could, I, I, I'd go on cycle ride. I'd, go, I'd cycle 10k with with one of my mates who lives locally, and then I'd get, and then I'd have to take my crutches with me on my uh, on my panniers because if we got off, we know we got really hot. We got off and we had an ice cream. So so I remember this guy. I was was going up Ali Pali, uh, and we we're having a bit of a race on the bike. Of course, I was incredibly so because I'm completely uh, unfit at the moment. Uh, and it got to the top, and this guy's going, "Keep going, keep going." And then I got off and put, got on my crutches. He goes, "Well, I didn't expect that." <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just got this vision of you dressed in full Tour de France gear, and then getting off this bike, reaching for the crutches. But I mean, it, oh, it, it shows a positive yeah. attitude, though. And I, I tell you why I, I ask you, and I said, "Well, are there positives to it?" And I don't mean kind of not running as such, but being involved in the running channel mm. as heavily as you are, because I think it's easy. And I see this a lot, whether it's through Strava or various social channels, that when a runner gets injured, for whatever reason, they want to shy away from everything and they don't want anything to do with running at all. You know, bury their head in the sand. Not everybody, mm. of course, but I think that can be that can be common behaviour for a lot of injured runners. You don't really have that option, do you? Because you are a fundamental part of the running channel, so you, you have to be there and you have to still keep your head in the game, so to speak, and still be surrounded by it. There must be some positives to come from that, surely. When you were saying before about not being able to run, I was saying, well, yes, there aren't any positives to not being able to run, but overall with the channel, yeah, because we've kind of uh, flipped it up a little bit, whereas before I was kind of the person who they'd get to do the absolutely ridiculous challenges, (laughs) and now I'm the Taskmaster General. Oh, brilliant. What a great Um, role. Which, which 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 has been incredibly good fun, and I've still been able to do all the you know all the filming stuff, standing, uh, some walking stuff. It's been you know that's been absolutely fine, and I, I've absolutely to honest you keep doing the channel has been one of the things that's kept me going through through the last five months. It's been great fun and continues to be I great I can see fun. you come alive when you say that, which is just awesome to hear. And it comes across on the videos, you know, it's quite clear to see. And I think as well, clearly, from what I can tell, the positive reaction you get from people in the comments with you sharing your journey, documenting the frustrations and, and, and all that goes with being injured, I think people f- can find comfort in that. So other runners that are injured that are experiencing a similar situation, I think they really like that. Jay, can I say, uh, you know people kind of ham it up sometimes and say they're blown away by comments i wasn't blown away i was floored by the comments they're absolutely just because there are so many people who've had injuries where they've been able to relate to it in not exactly the same situation most times but something that's a little bit similar and from all over the world and that you hear it and every time i've kind of had oh here's another day of not being able to get onto the get upstairs um the comments just pick you up and they've been so nice and i really have been blown away by i think it's really important to say that as well and let the audience know that that's how you know people involved in the channel presenters feel that way about them because it's not just oh let's just leave a comment there and we won't read it it th- they can mean so much can't they when you're creating these things these videos the podcast all that stuff you put it out there and then it's just well it's yeah. is it going to be consumed are people going to engage with it are they going to enjoy it what are they going to yeah. get 
from it you know this was my intention when i made the video are people going to get that from it or they're going to feel something else about it and then when they share that with you that feedback i, I can imagine how that makes you feel i really can talking of videos i i thought it was really funny because i was watching one of your videos rick and oh yeah i forget what it, i forget what it was you said <laughs> it was one that was actually published it was not something strange that somebody sent me look at this look at this um but you mentioned something and i think it was along the lines of I know this isn't the end of the world type stuff. You know, you were trying to give perspective to what you were experiencing. And it made me think immediately of Andy Murray. Yeah. And then you mentioned Andy Murray. Have you seen his documentary, The Resurfaced? Yeah, I have. Unbelievable. Incredible. And anybody listening to this that it has not seen Resurfaced, I strongly recommend you watch it because I just think there's so much that you can get from that if you are injured or wanting to avoid injury. We know running is a very common Mm. sport for injury. And at that level, the emotions that he was going through, and I'll tell you why I mention it, Rick, is because he shifted his focus from getting back to being number one in the world to actually just being able to walk pain-free and live a normal life and spend time with the family and all that stuff. Powerful, wasn't it? I love being, love being mentioned in the same sentence as him. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it was him that messaged me, actually. <laughs> got to get Rick on the show. <laughs> We've got so much in common. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw that documentary a couple of years ago. Um, I wasn't thinking of Andy Murray when I went into surgery when, when I, that, that first time back in February. But my aim is, is, I suppose, yeah, very similar. It is to get myself walking pain-free and then go from there. You must have some amazing memories with your own running, things that you've just, that will stay with you, you know? What, what, what really stands out over all the years of running? Is it the obvious stuff, events, or is it something else? That's a really powerful question. I think what stands out would be my first marathon, and it would have been 2016, and my dad had died in the January. Uh, my dad died young, and quickly and uh unexpectedly and i you kind of just i remember just the last couple of miles that the emotion was just kind of coming out from about mile 21 22 and it felt like uh i don't know how could i describe it it felt like it was kind of the marathon somehow enabled me to accept it and move on because i i, I ran for i did it for uh the british heart foundation and it kind of felt like a a moment where everything became a bit more complete and helped me process the whole thing. So I think I think that would be the the one moment where I think my running it changed in my mind how I saw running. Just on the marathon, by the way, I was such a novice when I ran that marathon. I turned up with a massive set of cans, massive set of cans. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted to finish that sentence yeah, yeah, yeah. for you. <laughs> 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 I'm looking at you now. You've got a massive set of headphones. On. I I turned on these massive massive headphones and like like <laughs> from, I was like a CD Walkman from 1993 or something uh, in my po- <laughs> about 50 gels with pins around my waist. I must have looked an absolute 
numpty on the start line. And I remember after six miles, I was trying to find my, my family so I could throw these headphones at them so I didn't have to carry them. I didn't see them till mile 21. So I carried these basically, uh, what essentially looked like two balloons around with me for 21 miles. And maybe and that's when I got emotional. Maybe it wasn't anything to do with my dad. Maybe I was just happy to get rid of these massive set of cans. You know, people hand out sweets on the marathon. I had that many on me. I was handing them out to the spectators. <laughs> <laughs> Which marathon was this? It was London. London 2016. <laughs> Obviously a very powerful reason and why that is such a strong memory for you. Mm. Was that the motivation to, to do London, Rick, in 2016? Was it was it your father that made you, yeah. made you take part in that? You kind of have big moments in your life where you go, right, I'm motivated to do this, I'm going to do it. And then you kind of reset the clock and go, right, what's the next challenge? And that was probably one of those big moments. I mean, it was kind of like, you know, growing up when I was when I was 13, I always knew what I wanted to do when I was 13. You know, apart from when you're, you know, you're 7, 8, 9, 10, and you always say, uh, you want to be a vet or something ridiculous. Uh, I love vets, by the way. Um, you know, <laughs> but, you know... You, I can't you, knock vets. My I, girlfriend I, is one. I, 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 I can't. I knew that. I, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have these little aims, but then all of a sudden, you, when you first when, when you first come to an aim that you want to do, I mean, when I was 13, I wanted to... I always wanted to be on Radio 1. And that was kind of my dream. Uh, and it took me, what, I don't know, 15 years or something to, to get on. And when I, when I first got there, you kind of go, right, well, that, I've achieved that. It's something. And then you kind of go, well, what do I want to do next? And then maybe your aim isn't anything about your career. Maybe it's, you know, running a marathon or maybe it's, you know, now <laughs> my aim is definitely being able to, to, to walk without pain again. So your aims do change. But I wouldn't say that... <laughs> you know, in perspective, that 13-year-old saying I want to be on Radio 1 compared to this guy in his 30s now saying he wants to walk again, but they're, they're equally big aims, to be honest with you. I really get that. I I, I recently just finished the, um, the Steve Jobs biography, which is fantastic mm. if you haven't read it. And the uh the biographer talks about steve jobs attitude in the in the latter part of his life and talks about his his reflection steve jobs this is and how it's you know the classic of it's not about the end goal necessarily or not all about the end goal it's about the process and the journey and once you achieve something if if you focus so heavily on achieving it and you miss all that beautiful stuff en route to it then once you get to the point where you've achieved it you you just set something else and off you go again so you're kind of almost jumping from lily pad to lily pad rather than understanding and appreciating how you got there if, if that makes some sense and it, it was really powerful for me when i read that i thought that's absolutely bang on about five years ago six years ago i decided to change sundays sundays for the last five years have been my party day screw friday <laughs> nights and saturdays the pinot grigio gets popped at one o'clock uh, we have a belter on a Sunday. It's wine o'clock. I mean, I've converted a few people into my holy Sundays. <laughs> Your way of thinking. You've definitely broken, broken the mould there. It's a oh, shame God, Pete, yeah. the producer, can't join us for this call. He, he couldn't join us for this, and he was very disappointed. But he's all about Sundays. He's all oh, about the, the Sunday wine o'clock, the, you know breaking the mould. You'd get on like a house on fire. Have, we'll have to get you back on the show when Pete's around and oh, we'll have a good chat I mean, that. tell you what, I've, I've, I, I, started, I stopped working Mondays a year ago because I thought, you know, not just because of Party Sundays, but, you know, it's made it even better. <laughs> You've really given this some thought and taken it very seriously, haven't you? Well, you know what, I've, I've actually 
genuinely, I've really reassessed my work-life balance. I went through a mad, mad stage, Jake, four or five years ago, where I used to work seven days a week and for, for about eight years, almost. I was a mad, mad stage. I'd, I'd be working for the BBC in the week. I'd be working for the Premier League at the weekends, and then I'd be doing bits and bobs events, bits and bobs, and I just wouldn't have it. Like my my balance, my work life balance was completely lost. I, I reevaluated about two years ago and completely changed it. So now I make sure I always try to have you know Sundays. You know, special Sundays, Rick Sundays. Special uh, Sunday. <laughs> and uh, and then Mondays, uh, I tried to spend the whole day with my daughter uh, and look after her on a Monday. If you had told me three years ago that I'd be having two days off a week, I honestly would have said, you're a complete liar. Is that because of the way you're naturally wired or was it just momentum? Did you get offered these opportunities and pressures were put on you and that's just the life that you found yourself in or are you somebody that can't say no to things are you driven to work naturally i really struggle to say no definitely struggle to say no i mean i'm on this podcast aren't i yeah sorry about that man <laughs> <laughs> million and one things to do you've got to be doing like i don't know some kind of weird sit down squat thing with your leg taken out to the side with your back against the wall you've got to be rehabbing instead no, of talking to me no, I, I do exactly, no. yeah I, I do struggle to say no i still do i just say no now on a on a sunday and a monday that's it i'll still say yes the rest of the week Rick, it's been awesome chatting to you. I could chat to you for hours. I, I when, when I knew we were going to talk to you on the show, I naturally wanted to ask you about the injury. I didn't realise just how just how open and honest you'd be. And also having not so much fun with it, but getting fun from other areas of life and looking at things through a, a positive lens, as it were. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me on. Hey, you're welcome. It's been great to chat to you. We'd love to catch up with you again in the future, find out how things are going. Wish you all the luck in the world as well with your rehab. Commit to the strength work, mate. Come on. I'm doing some leg lifts under the under the uh, chair as we speak. <laughs> Just not on Sundays. Get them done now. <laughs> and you can chill on Sunday. Listen, I've got one more question for you. Now, I know you listened to your colleague, your friend, your nemesis, Anna, when we had her <laughs> on the show a few weeks ago. We do have one more question for you. Are you ready for this question, Rick? Always ready. Always ready, Jake. Far Good. away. <clears throat> this is your weekly dose of running motivation. Rick? What does the word motivation mean to you? It means something that can change your life for the better. That's what motivation is. You are even competitive with Anna when it comes to the question at the end of the podcast. I can't believe it. That was a solid answer. I love that. I'm going to score you a 10 for that one. Rick, is, is that what it's she been said? awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was much better, honestly. Oh, oh yes. Don't tell her I said that. You've, you've made my weekend. <laughs> Rick, have a great rest of the evening. Have an awesome Sunday and have a, have a Lambrini for me, my friend. I'm, I'm warming up the hot tub as we speak. Running with Jake, the podcast. If you are a regular listener to our little show, you know the drill by now. Don't forget to subscribe to our show using the podcast app that you use to uh, get all your podcasts from. And don't forget to rate and review. I know it does take a few minutes of your busy lives, but if you could, that'd be amazing. Honestly, that'd be so awesome. We would love that.
We love a good rating and review. You know that word subscribe quite often on quite a few apps, that's changing to follow. So if your app says follow, use the follow button because the subscribe button suggests that you're paying for it, which you never have to do with our show. You never have to pay for it. But if you did feel like you wanted to pay for it, of course you could do. You can go to the very helpful um, notes page, the show notes page. It's got all of the resources and all of all of the extra stuff uh, running with Jake.com forward slash podcast and at the top there's a little patreon banner so if you do want to give us money you can do but you don't have to don't have to it's completely up to you but ratings and reviews if you could please do that if you're not willing to pay that would be wonderful i love that we're really flexible on this show you can subscribe you can follow us creep up on us jump out from a bush whatever we don't care we don't care (laughs) we love it we love it a little bit of abuse on the show never goes amiss right now it's time for this part of the show where we take one of your questions it is hashtag Jake. However, Pete, I've been thinking about this. Continuity. Now, that's very mm. important, isn't it? And you are a master wizard technician slash producer type guy. Can you make it sound like the, the question that I answer in today's episode, I answered in Italy? Because, I, obviously, it was... Well, you and I know I, I, I actually recorded this when I was back at home in the UK, and now I'm here, and there's crickets behind me, and I think people are just going to pick up on that. So can't you just throw some, like, I don't know, some cricket audio in or something? Come on, you can work something out, right? Don't worry. Look, we're going to make hashtag Ask Jake sound as Italian as possible, OK? And now let's crack on with another one of your questions. It is hashtag Ask Jake. <laughs> Now, there's no way I cannot answer this question as it's something that is very relevant to me. We've had a question in from Graham who wants to know how he can avoid kicking his own ankle when he runs. Graham, I'll be honest, it happens to me a lot and it's not uncommon. Uh, and I think the reason why that happens is, is largely biomechanical. So typically, and I know this from my own experience, as I get tired, so it usually happens towards the back end of a long run or if it's perhaps during a shorter run but off the back of, you know, some consecutive days of running where I'm a little bit tired and fatigued, I, I almost lose control of running. So I'm not running with quite the form that I once was. So what happens is my leg gets a little bit lazy. My glutes don't quite do the work that they should be doing and my leg effectively slightly internally rotates. And what that means is... As the leg, the back leg, swings through, you can end up just catching the inside of the ankle on the other leg. So from my own experience and my understanding, I think a lot of it does come down to uh, running on tired legs. You can also just strengthen your body as a whole so you run better generally in terms of technique. So doing some single leg balance work, standing on one leg while you're brushing your teeth in a morning and an evening, for example, or just making sure that you do strengthen your, your glute. Uh, muscles so that they do a better job of controlling your hip, particularly through that swing phase when your back leg comes through to plant on the floor again. So I hope that helps. Failing that, of course, you need to stock up on a load of plasters, which is exactly what I do. If you've got a question, then it's hashtag AskJake, or you can drop us an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. That brings us to the end of another episode of Ready With Jake, the podcast. I hope you have enjoyed today's show. A massive thank you to our guest, Rick, from The Running Channel. Don't forget to catch up on all the great content from the show. Uh, All you have to do is go to the show notes page, which is runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast. Right, time for me to get my brown ass in the sea. 
Have a great rest of the week, <laughs> and we will be back next week for more running motivation. Oh, it's the heat, man. It's the heat. Just out of interest, will just the ass be going in, or will the rest of the body be going in as well? I think I'll consider that as I meander across the beach to said water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, and one more thing. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatballer.